This is Live from the Table, recorded at the world-famous Comedy Cellar, coming at you on Sirius XM 99, Raw Dog, and on the Laugh Button Podcast Network, Dan Natterman here, and with me, Noam Dorman, the owner, the proprietor of the world-famous Comedy Cellar. Hello, Daniel. He didn't set out to be a comedy club owner, and yet he became the most successful one in the world, but that's a story for another day. We have Periel Ashenbrand with us. Our producer, but again, Noam has an issue with that title. She doesn't feel that Periel is a producer. <laughs> in in reality, uh, he's not convinced that she's actually producing anything. <laughs> but that rather she just books guests and gets water. Louis Schaefer is with us. She doesn't even get water, right? No, I don't know. <laughs> a very special guest, Louis Schaefer, a legend, a comedy seller legend. Louis Schaefer, yay! Yay, yay. He's been on the show before, but I don't think he's been on in person before. No, I was in person. I was in person. The last time I was here five years. Yeah, last time we oh, were in town. Oh, yeah. a long time I ago. Did, then I didn't he... make a good impression back then. But Talk I'm closer to the mic, Louis. I didn't Pro- make a good impression. We'll probably repeat some it. of the same stories. They bear repeating. Yeah. Louis Schaefer is... He lives in England now. He 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 works at Nunhead American Radio, which is if you call it working, and on the Resonance FM out of London. Yes, and a commentator on GB News TV in Britain. What's GB News TV in Britain? GB News is like the, is like the new Fox Broadcasting. It's an actual thing. It's a it's a it's a right wing. Basically, but they try to be more moderate. It's a right-wing thing. You're a pretty right-wing guy. I have become writer and writer and writer of the wing. But I don't want to get... I, well, you, know, you always were uh, pre- more than I was. Uh, I would say this. Whatever can get a laugh, I would get a, if any If people believe something, I'm going to say that they're wrong. I'm a contrarian with, uh, with a baseline. I'm, I don't know if I'm right-wing. Let me tell you something why you have to be nice to me. Okay? <laughs> Because the Germans are coming. Okay? The Germans, yeah. You think they're not coming? You think they're not going to be invading you guys again over Europe? Do you think that they're going to let this shit go? No, they've got to, they've got to make... And I'll tell you, the French, they hate your fucking guts. They hate your fucking guts. Right? Yeah, you know that. Why do they hate your guts? I'll show you how they, how much they hate your guts. Because they're willing to hang with the Germans over you. Over you. Every, every few years the Germans come in and beat the shit out of them, and they still would rather hang out with the Germans than you. They still would rather hang out with the Germans. And why did you want to join? Why did you want to join the EU? There's only one reason why. You don't even know, sir. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. Because the French and the Germans didn't want you. That's why they didn't want you. They didn't want you. But because you're British, and not used to having any affection from your family, because your mothers didn't love you, anybody who pays any kind of attention, even negative attention, when I say you're shit, you love it. You love it because it's something. It is something. It is some kind of human emotion directed your way. And just please pay attention to me. That's why after the show you're gonna go and you're gonna spank each other's motherfucking bottoms and you're gonna think that's what love is. It's being abused. It's being abused. You, sir, reek of diabetes. You reek of it. I don't know. I, you know, it, I, I don't believe in the COVID. Sorry. I don't believe in the COVID. Oh my God. Are you crazy? Yeah. I don't believe in COVID. I'll tell you, go step back. What do you mean you don't believe in COVID? You said you had it twice. I said I had what they would diagnose as, as COVID. 
what <laughs> they would diagnose as COVID. What would uh, you diagnose it as? I would I would diagnose it as uh, as a bit of uh, natural group hysteria. That's not what I would think it Check, was. Check, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I ran into Greg Rugel on the way here. I told him this, and he said, "Oh, you're 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 right wing." I didn't say anything about anything. He said, oh, "If you." I tell you something. I go. I believe. But, I, but even right wing people, like Governor DeSantis, doesn't believe it's a fraud. He just believes that we overreact to it in some way. And and he's you know, in retrospect, which is the key, he he, he might be correct in certain ways, th- certain things that we did. But but very few people say that it doesn't exist. I mean, they can identify. There's a test that shows up positive or negative for it. That that can't test, test for hysteria. That test is is based on. Um, DNA testing that was done like 20 years ago. Well, just, ago just, just, so. just, just, to, right, just to put this in perspective, Louis Schaefer also believes the Earth is how old, Louis? 300 million years old? I don't old? believe the Earth is. I believe the Earth is basically in its form is only a few thousand years old. Look at Noam's expression on his face. Just, well, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm thinking about? And this, yeah. this is such a profound, profound, profound lesson. And it's very hard for me to learn. I don't, I don't think I can ever learn it or internalize it. Lewis is a very bright guy. If you if you were to give him an IQ test, he would definitely score in the top ten percent sure. at least. Wouldn't be off the charts, but it would be. Uh, no, it, could, it could be higher. It could be top five percent, not top one percent, maybe. But no. but but maybe. <laughs> no, no. I remember years ago, Lewis. We were talking about like geography of New York, and Lewis drew me on the table a perfect map of Manhattan Island going into the Bronx, <laughs> where the bridges were, the shape of them. I mean, this was like, you know, I remember when, just as a digression, when Bill Clinton was negotiating with the Arabs and the Jews, Clinton <laughs> drew maps of the West Bank, and people were talking about, like, oh my God, this guy's a genius, he's drawing these maps. Louis Schaefer did that, and he wasn't even preparing for, a, you know, a meeting. He, so the guy's very, very bright. So my point is that very, very, very bright people. Can be can be totally out to lunch on some stuff. And, <laughs> of course. And they, and they ingeniously know how to bob and weave so you can't pin them down, you know? Oh, you but, can pin me down. But, I mean, mm, Lewis, <laughs> this is crazy talk. I, I go even further than this. Please do. I, I am 96% sure that I do not believe in viruses as a causal agent of, uh, of many diseases of, I mean, I'm not sure about all diseases, but AIDS, I don't believe in AIDS. So how do the AIDS <laughs> drugs work? The AIDS drugs do, well, a lot of those AIDS drugs don't work. I mean, the reason why people died so much with AIDS, can we not discuss this? I'll discuss it. With AIDS, okay, is the reason people died so much back in the day is they started to give people AZT, which killed people. Okay, okay it was maybe, maybe some. I, I don't think about that. I don't think that's true. Yeah. But now today, yeah, people live with AIDS when they used to die, and that's the difference. Is the drugs? No, people who don't take the drugs continue to die. No, because there is no such thing as AIDS. I know so many people who died of AIDS. I mean, like like so many people who were dear to me. Like, yeah, how can you say it's not? And true? so and so do I. That doesn't mean they didn't die. That doesn't mean they didn't live die horrible deaths and we should feel sorry for them and love those people I'm, was, I'm the same age as you I mean, I'm older than you I'm the same age. I remember all these people who, who died so what did they die of? they died of his, there was a hysteria at the time which told people they were going to die number one they said you've got AIDS you're going to die what about Kaposi sarcoma all over their faces Carpo- well- Kaposi sarcoma there's something called ter- 
this is a comedy show, but to well, Car- oh, this is funny. But Carposi's. <laughs> Can I say thank you for calling me really intelligent? That I would I would I don't agree with you, but I'll say thank you. <laughs> I'll say thank you. Is that Carposi sarcoma? Is it's called Terrain syndrome, which is the opposite of germ syndrome, which is people under stress, people who are being malnourished, people who are uh, who are living horrible lives. Bad things happen to their bodies. They break out in rashes. They break out in, in ulcers. You know, and then what they do is they look at the ulcer and they say, "Oh, this this is this is a virus that's in the ulcer. It must have caused it." When the truth is, they were just unhealthy. Can you say? Can you say something that they would allow on Twitter, please? Uh, <laughs> can you say one thing that well, we can, I would like to. I would like to. Even though we've done this before, I would like to just give a brief history of Lewis Shaver's okay. association with the comedy. Uh, but, 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 your, your wife left you, right? <laughs> yeah, I have no Everybody idea why. Go ahead. <laughs> Everybody, your father left me too. Uh, Lewis Shaver. Can, can I just say this, Dad? Go ahead. Is that? Uh, I'm gonna. Is that whatever I say? It's no taking away from the humanity of the people who are su- who have suffered during the COVID. Oh, I, I get. It. I'm not taking it that okay. way. Okay, I don't want people listening and thinking, "Oh, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about AIDS." We, 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 so let it be said that yeah. Lewis Schaefer might be a nutter, but he's not without empathy. Exactly. Um, Lewis Schaefer. Thank you, Dan. Lewis Schaefer was my first friend in comedy. My first friend in stand-up yeah. comedy. Aww. I. I uh, warts and all, I Is that accept why we keep him? having him on? <laughs> <laughs> yes, because... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not even a joke. We know that. <laughs> uh, and then he came to the Comedy Cellar, and um, he started, on his own initiative, bringing people into the Comedy Cellar. He would go on the street and, 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 and harass people and bring them in. Hey, beautiful people, come to the Comedy Cellar. We've got a great show. Nobody asked him to do this. He just started doing it because he's... A, he's a, a little, you know, he's out there, and he would bring people in. And your father, Manny, at the time, the comedy cellar wasn't what it is today. They were literally sometimes completely empty rooms, sometimes half full. So Louis Schaefer, him bringing people in from off the street, was very a very uh, necessary thing. He turned the club around. My father always said so. Louis Schaefer turned the club around. Yeah. So, but so, it was something that could be turned around. It was a ship in the water. It was had had everything. It had everything, and it would have turned around. I hate to say this. But it would have turned around eventually. Maybe, maybe not. It was well, I, I, I think so. You don't, think you, don't, so. You, you don't know no, that. I, of course, I don't know that for sure. But anyway, the, so, so he, Louis Shea became so valuable that Manny let him MC every show during the week. And in between, and in between MCing, he'd go on stage, he'd do his shtick, he'd bring up the comic, and he'd run outside and go, beautiful people, we got a beautiful show coming. Beautiful black man. Now, he would go to black people and say, beautiful black man. You're so chocolatey black man. Now he doesn't believe in race, but go ahead. <laughs> Well, you, wait, wait, wait. We'll get to that later. <laughs> and uh, and he would and his whole shtick was that he wasn't gay, but was he gay? I'm not gay, but make me an offer. <laughs> and 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 but he was so annoying ultimately that Manny had to get rid of him. It went, despite it went to his head, but Lewis, Lewis has acknowledged that and apologized, and uh, you know done a mea culpa. Yeah, it went to my head. It went. It didn't. I tell you what I thought. I thought what I I thought I thought. I was, uh, I was, I wasn't, uh, like your father said to me, he said, everyone is replaceable, even me. He said that, all right? And that's what I thought. I thought I wasn't replaceable. I, because I get my, it's the same thing. It's like my, th- my thinking is my thinking about these AIDS thing or COVID thing. I'm just like, I just get in my head and this is what I'm thinking. And sometimes I'm right and sometimes I'm too right. 
Now, I'm going to tell my kids, and among the various wisdom I'm going to leave them with, that when your boss says to you that everyone's replaceable, it's yeah. probably time to pull back. <laughs> that's that's yeah. probably a hint <laughs> that you're not long for this job. Well, you know, He's tra- that's probably, there's, no, there's a message there. Well, was, well, Paul McCartney wasn't replaceable. Uh, Pete Best was. Pete Best was. <laughs> Pete Best was. And maybe Ringo was, arguably. No, I mean, no, they, no, you no, don't no, think no. without Ringo... They George, George was probably replaceable. Yeah, George was. But the point is... Maybe, maybe, maybe. I said it to my... You know, when my wife said to me, I'm divorcing you, I didn't really believe her, really. But So so Louis Schaefer, he's, he, he got a job around the corner at the other comedy club, which was called the Boston Comedy Club, even though it was located in New York, which some people find amusing. And he met a woman... That, and after three months, he, like, you barely knew this woman, and you decided, I'm going to get married and move to England. Well, you know what? Well, what, what possessed you to get married to a woman you barely knew and move because, to England? Because I was one of those people. You know, most comedians are trying to get, you know, they're trying to get a girl through comedy. And I just, I'm one of those people who couldn't get a girl through comedy. I wasn't, I didn't know. And she, I, she had sex with me the first night that I met her, and I thought she loved me. And I didn't realize what English women were. You know, she... I just, English women are whores? Is that what you're trying to say? Shh. <laughs> my kids might listen to sex this. Have, girls have sex on the first night. It's not. I was, I'm old school. I'm like 90 years old. You know what I mean? I'm old school. I don't know. I just thought she loved me. And I just thought she promised to give me money in Britain. And I, had, I needed a plan B. I was at the Boston Comedy Club. And I didn't know where to go. We were doing okay there. But I didn't know where to go next. Well, that is interesting because he was not able to turn the Boston Comedy Club around. That's not true. You did turn it around? Yes. It was oh. quite busy. It was we, we added three shows. We weren't this successful successful. I remember was I here the last time I told the story about how your father used to drive by on the way from Ardsley. He would drive by down West Third Street yeah. next to the Boston Comedy. And I'd be outside, you know, hustling for customers. And he would say to me, he'd say to me, Lewis, Lewis, look. I've gotten a new car. <laughs> it's a Lexus. <laughs> he drive. He drive on. And then, and the next time he came by, he says, "Lewis, Lewis, we've added a third show on Saturday." <laughs> and then, then he would drive by. He said, "Lewis, Lewis, do you know who was here last night at the at the Comedy Cellar?" Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and I, I thought to myself, Jews do drive by gloatings. <laughs> Just my father was so funny. Yeah, I mean, while we're telling stories, I told because I just I I've told the story before, but I never it, I never get used to it. when he was dying of I don't know if you've heard it when he was dying of uh, cancer, he went to get radiation treatment. Radiation yeah. treatment is in the, I don't know if you believe in that or not, but anyway, I don't believe <laughs> it. Cancer. I don't believe it. I don't. But why would you, why would you cause why would you give, do something that causes cancer? You know, with with cancer. Uh, fair, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, um, it didn't work out. So. so um, and, the, and it makes your last days miserable. So the radiation is in the in the basement of a, of the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And um, so you get, take the radiation. Apparently, apparently, takes a lot out of you. So after the radiation, he was like like this, like slumped over in, in the wheelchair, barely, you know, barely conscious. And we and we wheel him out, and we're in an elevator, and there's two women, um, Muslim women with burqas on. And my father somehow he looks up, and he looks at the two women with burqas. And then he turns to me and he goes, where are the other 70? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't, you know, like, like yeah. he did that. Yeah, right Passed there. out from radiation. Yeah, yeah, your father. First was, class joke. Your father where are the other 70, funny. you know? And I mean, you know, this was, and then, and then, and then and immediately slumped over again. This was a real talent. Yeah, and he died very young. He was young. Uh, relatively young. Well, 72, 72. Which, well, if I were 20, I would have said that's, 
he 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 had a you know he. Well, it's, 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 he had a long life, but as you get older, you realize it, it's, it's not that long. earlier than life expectancy would be for a seventy-year-old. You know, your your life expectancy. Yeah. Always, always, it goes off into the future. Goes into the future as you get to a certain age. Yeah. You know, well, the average age of a man is like seventy. Well, he was doing very. Look, he was in good. Like up until the last three months, he was in good shape. He was very good shape. Yeah, and then he just and so nobody would have expected it. No. Well, what was his diet? Let's talk there. Bad diet. Bad diet. No, you tell me what's a bad diet because sometimes a, I think a bad diet could be a good alcohol diet. and beef. No, that's half a bad diet. So it's the alcohol. Did he smoke cigarettes back in the day? He smoked a lot when he was younger. Then he smoked weed when he was older. So I don't know. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, but the alcohol is a thing. Alcohol. No, he wasn't a heavy drinker, but but he. he but alcohol. But whatever it is. So so what what else was it? It was probably the smoking when he was young. He did had he also lung, sometimes lung cancer. cancer gets you. And again, maybe Louis Shaver disagrees. Uh, but sometimes cancer will get you despite your best efforts. You know what? That's what they're selling us on. No, it's, I don't believe in that. I don't believe it. I think I think that that there are three things, four things that we have to watch out for, which is which is the food that we're eating, getting enough sun, uh, g- reducing stress, and sleep. Those are the main things. And yeah, you can get it. Let's say you got all those things. You might you might be. I agree with all those things. Yeah, you might be nutritionally deficient. You're not enough magnesium well, or whatever. Well, you might agree with. The, the notion that we need to watch what we eat, but you probably disagree with, with, with Lewis's uh, particular diet. Are you saying, Lewis, that you don't believe cigarettes cause lung cancer? I do believe that. No, I do believe oh. that they cause lung cancer. <laughs> what I do, am I? What and I idiot? do believe that. <laughs> 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 I do believe that. And I believe in al- I believe alcohol is very bad for you. But I also think... At I all? Or even in very... Was there alcohol re- involved in that woman sleeping with you on her first date? Of course there was. She's English. <laughs> <laughs> like any alcohol? Or you're saying like in moderation these things are okay? No. A- any alcohol is bad A for you. A glass of wine, uh, they say, might be good for you. Because well, we has- didn't bring Louis Schaefer on to discuss things that he that's the only thing that, that he has I care no about. no He's no competence <laughs> on. Well, okay, why do you say that? I mean, Dan? we could talk about space exploration too, but but uh, you know um, the problem is I bring Louis Schaefer on to talk about Louis <laughs> Schaefer. Go ahead, go ahead. And you have to start with, with diet. That's the no, only no, thing no, no. I never see Dan laugh so hard to the point where he is almost crying. Where he has told now, I've heard it at least well, twice. The Lewis Schaefer story. All right. You and mean, the Rick you mean, Chrome the Rick, song. All right. Uh, the Rick Chrome song story, which I've probably told before, but I'll do it again. <laughs> Is Rick Chrome, our own Rick Chrome, very talented comedian slash songwriter, whatever. He wrote a theme song for Lewis Schaefer when Lewis Schaefer was the MC here. There was actually an opening theme song when Lewis came on the stage and a closing theme song when Lewis got off the stage. So the... The opening theme song was like, uh, well, they were similar, I guess, but it was like, Louis Schaefer, Louis Schaefer, let's all give a cheer. <laughs> Clear the way for Louis Schaefer, Louis Schaefer's here. And then and then uh, the, the closing theme song was... Uh, you know, something about Let the Love Flow? Yeah. Uh, Louis Sha- he's not really gay. Yeah, because what, his whole act is- was how he wasn't gay with a wink and a nod. Yeah. Turns out he really wasn't gay, as far as we know. But anyway... Well, well, well too early to tell. So, so there was... One time where Louis Schaefer, he's on the stage, and he's bombing, like, <laughs> which was his horrifically. Want. want. But more so than usual. He's want. just, they hated him. <laughs> they detested him. And then after, <laughs> after his set, they cue the song. <laughs> because that was the standing, you know, they do the song. So at, after he finishes annoying them for 10 minutes, he hey, let the love flow. And it's long. <laughs> and and Esty comes down. I've never heard Esty this this uh, this you know frantic before. He goes, turn it off. 
off! Turn it off! Essie hated Lewis. Hated me. She still hates me. I saw her the other day. She hates me. Essie does not forgive. She doesn't forgive. Oh, my God. She's like a... She's like, sorry, she's like a Palestinian. <laughs> she's a Palestinian relating to Israel. Um, so, so anyway. Yeah. Um, now, Rick Rome, can I just say something? Rick Rome is, was, this is typical of Louis Schaefer, ungrateful. Ungra- like, what, the, I, put the, I, get, I basically stopped him from working for a, for a bit while, while I was doing my thing. And, and he wrote a song for me. He's the loveliest guy in the world. It's just. You know, I think what's happened is I've reached the age of 65. I look amazing. <laughs> and I realize I am psychologically deficient. You know what I mean? It's like... Do you, do you, have th- you go to therapy? I don't go to therapy. What I do is I take online computer tests, which tell me that I'm like 99. I'm the highest percentage narcissistic, the highest percentage psychopathic, the highest percentage uh, uh, paranoid. I've got like a... Mil- well, let's take them one at a time. You're narcissist. What are, now, do you have good relationships with your kids? I do. No, you don't. I do. No, I, you took I mean, long. I really wish the kids were here. They're yeah. downstairs. The eating. kids are downstairs. They seem to be oh, very but, fond well, of that, you. But, that, but usually, narcissists are not able to maintain good relationships with their children. I tell you what, I think it is. I think I'm a narcissist, and so when I take these tests, I think I'm all these horrible things that I am. Right? When in reality, I'm not as bad as I think that I am. Well, I you think- named your kids. Carnegie and Columbus. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if you necessarily were thinking of them at the time. <laughs> yeah. Because, first of all, the name Columbus is now, you might as well have named him Star- uh, Hitler or something. <laughs> I mean, Columbus is now, like public enemy number one. Uh, he like, didn't know that at the time. I didn't know that. This was no, like, but it was only 20 years ago. I should have yeah. known. I like, should have known. And, uh, and the other kid is Carnegie, who was a steel baron, which I guess it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not, not as bad as Columbus. But anyway. Um, he's, a li- he's a library in most places. What he is. They so, seem very, very so sweet and well-adjusted, frankly. They do. If, I mean, if you're going to judge a man by his children, I mean, they, then, they call Trump. To, they, oh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. Then you have to give Lewis some credit. Now, Lewis, yeah, I, I am. I mean, I, I they called Trump a narcissist. Convincingly, called Trump a narcissist. Um, but when I when I did some research at the time into you know what are the actual symptoms of narcissism, one of the things it says is that they very rarely are able to have. Uh, good relationships with their children. And so it was interesting to me that Trump actually, except for Tiffany, who knows what's up with that, um, has seems to have a lot of loyalty from his children. Yeah. Which, may, I mean, cynical people say, oh, because his money, blah, blah, blah. But um, it's not that easy, you know? Like, like mm. it, it makes me think that there's some side of him which is we don't understand. For, for instance, Ronald Reagan did not have good relationships with his children. No. Even. And Lewis's children, he brought them to America because they've ne- literally never seen the country. Uh, Columbus was here when he was very little. Carnegie's never been here. And so Lewis brought them here to see. And you, and you, and you brought them. How did it go today with your sister, Emily? You saw them. They, this is the first time they've met their Aunt Emily. And I bring this up because Lewis and Emily, I think, are estranged. I mean, the sisters, we're not really estranged. But uh, just uh, it's. Uh, but when was the last time you spoke to your sister before before arranging for this meeting. I don't really speak to my sister that much. I mean, she's my now, sister. Would she call you a narcissist? Uh, I tell you, I speak to my sister so, so fre- infrequently. She might, she might. I wouldn't call myself a narcissist. I would call myself a person who thinks they're a narcissist. What kind of person? That's another category of what kind of person thinks they're a narcissist. I think that I'm paranoid. I think that I'm... I think I'm all the crazy. Well, you're not normal. There's, there, there's no, there's, there's no doubt there. What are you paranoid about? That's coming from Dan. Yeah, I'm, pa- I'm, 
I'm paranoid that people are, they're not that they're out to get me, but they hate me. They hate me. No. I don't, I don't even know. Can I just, can we change the subject? I don't think people uh, hate you. I mean, I, yeah. I, I never knew anybody hated you. You really irked my father. But he never hated you. Yeah. But Esty did. Okay, but Esty hated him because uh, he was... Um, because I basically, I usurped her responsibility. Well, and you did it without any attempt With, to be diplomatic or to, to put her at ease. Right, right. And I didn't, I did, that's, what I'm, <coughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't have any of the social graces that I need to have. I think. But you seem to be willing to take <coughs> responsibility, and sort of you seem sort of apologetic. It's, about all, it's, it. a, it's all part of this kind of act. Uh-huh. No, I think no. That's not no. When you is. talk that way, it kind of like it's 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 diabolical. It could be. It could yeah, be yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? No, I actually I actually do believe it. But th- is that going to mean I'm going to I'm going to not have? <coughs> He's quite aware that he can soften it by sh- pretending to be introspective to people. But actually, it, it's it's all part of the narcissism. I don't agree with that. No, I do not agree with that. I think that is that is one thing that people could do, and you could perceive me as doing this. I actually, I actually, if I had to go, listen, between you and me and Esty, I mean that, you know, I'd like Esty to like me for the sake of coming back to the place here, to being welcomed at least. Forget about this place exists. I don't want anybody hating me. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I think that's uh, you know true. I don't hate you. My father doesn't hate you. Esty doesn't hate you. No, I she she resents you. She resents me. I don't like the idea that I'm in a room with somebody who doesn't like me. Whoever it is. Well, look. I mean, I I wish that um you, I, know, you know not everybody is able to let bygones be bygones. And 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 the flip side of Esty, not letting bygones be bygones, which is hard for her. Yeah. Um, is that she's fiercely loyal. Yeah. I mean, as a as a boss. When I contemplate, you know, the people working, whatever it is, I mean, I mean, Esty is beyond question. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, bleeds, not just comedy seller, but Dwarman really loyalty. You know, it, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, you made her uh, uneasy, and that was a dark period for her. Yes, which is ro- okay. And she can't, and she, and she, it's visceral to her. She's still but we're, we're talking about this, but we're, I don't think anybody's so, said well, exactly as, what Lewis as Louis, did. As Louis, as Louis was so lauded for turning the place around, and my father was gushing around, wherever it is, Esty uh, um, felt, I don't, I don't know this, but I, I think that, that Louis might have designs at replacing her. Yeah, which now, was not the case. Which, no, well, I don't know, but but what Essie should have known, but it's, you know, she, she probably knew it intellectually, but it's so hard. My father would have never in a million years done that, no matter whatever, no matter what that. Right. That was just not When my father was sick in the hospital, like one of the last sentences he said was to make sure I look after Essie. He did not Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, you know, people get paranoid or, or worry, you know. Yes, this is the point I'm making. I d- Back to me. I don't want people to dislike me. I would I would say that that's true. It's Nobody not a me. Wants anybody to dislike them. No, but I don't want Esty to look at me and to say I may. I don't like the idea that I made Esty uncomfortable. My job in this world is to bring love. I ran into Greg Rogel out in this out in the street, and I, I said to him, you know, he, he spoke about COVID. I said I don't believe in COVID, and he got all upset. He got all upset with me, and he walked away. It's hard to get Rogel upset. Yeah. Is it real? No, is that true? Yeah, I don't he's know. being sarcastic. Well, whatever. He got all upset. I, but, I, but in this case, I don't blame him for getting upset. I, mean, I wouldn't get upset, but it, it, it's, it's kind of absurd. Yeah, it's absurd, but he got upset. He said, you know what, you're like a Trump or whatever it is, and the answer is, you know, I'm not even talking to you. 
over this. And so I, I, I had feelings. But you know Are you that vaccinated? No. But you know that's an inflammatory thing to say. I mean, you know that's going to rile people up. Well, Wait, that's all right. He can say what he wants. No, of course. Yeah. But to then be, I mean, surprised that somebody's going to get upset, like, seems... Um, well, first of all, it's Lewis Schaefer. And you got to understand that it's just it's just crazy old Lewis Schaefer. Yeah, it's because... So, so I mean, how, how would you be upset by what Lewis Schaefer is saying? Because it's on my mind. My, my mind is COVID. You're like, you mentioned COVID. I'm going to think about COVID. Uh, I'm not vaccinated. I'm not L- Lewis Schaefer. Um, is actually not be here if I'm not vaccinated. It doesn't matter There's anymore. A, the, the, the variants, the variants go right through the vaccine. Unless uh, Nicole has an issue with it, but I mean, you you should worry because you could you could die. But um, I don't think it matters anymore in terms of uh, protecting against L- Lewis infection. Schaefer. Now, now, um, you 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 moved to England. You had two sons, and you kind of had to stay in England because you didn't because you had your sons. But your sons are now grown men, grown beautiful bo- beautiful, beautiful men. Boys. Yeah. Not gay. Not gay. Um, you don't have to be in England anymore. You can come back to the land of your of your birth, the land uh, the land that you love. I could do it. Maybe more often I could do it. I'm I'm doing quite well there in a weird kind of way because I'm making films. I'm in amid films. Well, he's he's, now, he's, what, he's doing he's doing background work. <laughs> what was this fantastic show? You you found a bunch of letters from your mother. What was it? I that was the thing. My mother when I moved there. My mother was writing me lonely letters. I miss you every, you know, she, and it was like just too much. I couldn't do anything about it because I was had my I was battling with the mother of my children, and we had two kids. It was a, one of the worst times I'd ever been through, ever. It was like I was on, and it was on. It was if you list the ten things that are causes stress in life that causes death, I had like nine of them. Okay, so so what happened with the letters? You did a show. Based so I on did a show. So my mother wrote letters. I never opened the letters. I couldn't do so it. Every night he would open a letter that his mother sent him on. And stage. then so in Edinburgh, in Brilliant. Edinburgh, if you've ever gone, you should go to the Edinburgh Festival. It's the most amazing comedy experience. People do shows. They do our shows, and uh, a different show every year, and these were uh, there are twenty two shows a month in the month, and I would read a different letter. And then just talk about this letter. Some of the some of them had like, you know, your father. You know, he's a horrible man. And then she she included a picture <laughs> of a knife. <laughs> 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 then one time she sent me a, she sent me a letter that was meant for her rabbi, like a six page letter for her. For sent her it to the wrong person. Sent it to the wrong person, and it was just it was. It was br- it was brilliant. This is what I'm trying to do in my comedy life. I'm trying to do something different every single year, every single different time, you know. And that's uh, um, Al- I, Albert. You gotta take the cajon too, okay? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go I ahead. think if I had stayed here, yeah, I would have been doing the same thing. I would per- be perfecting. Would the you same. still be the not gay guy? No, I wouldn't be the not gay guy. I'm not the not gay guy in in London. Right, but but. But you told me you weren't the, that you don't think that the not gay act would have worked in London. It wouldn't have worked. Let me just give you an example of one of yeah. Lewis's jokes so you understand what I mean by the not gay guy. Because it was not gay with a wink and a nod. He would say like, "I'm not gay. I want to be gay. You know why? Men." Yeah. <laughs> that, that that was probably <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, that's his whole thing. Is he gay? Is he not gay? I mean, it's brilliant because it's like it's like with the COVID thing. Whatever I believe, does he really believe in a virus not being a virus? Does he really not believe in it? Does he really believe? But in you went to England and you used to abandon the not gay thing because in Engl- English people are not they're not religious people in this country. The gay thing twenty I, mean, I don't know how it would be even now, but the the gay thing twenty years ago was like ooh, it was like tickly. It was tickly to people there. They didn't care, and also they saw it as kind of some kind of attack on gay 
they didn't see it as an attack, but it was like, like the same thing with, with racial jokes in, in Britain. They don't, racial, there's no, if you're not, if you point somebody out for being different, you're, they don't want to know that they're different. People don't want to be different. They want to be whatever, I'm the same as you. Everybody wants to be the same as you. That's healthy. It's different. It's a bit boring because people are different. What about Jews? They, they like a good Jewish joke, right? They, they like a good Jewish joke <laughs> in context of like, these are Jewish jokes. There's like comedians that go on and they have like entire shows where they just tell Jewish jokes. Their audience is prepared to hear Jewish Do you jokes. think, uh, Noam, that in 2022, Lewis's not gay act would have the same resonance? Or would people immediately feel uneasy because he's any time you talk about being gay or not being gay... Part of the gag was is that like there was almost, in a way, it was I want to say homophobic, but the idea no. that you're using being gay as a punchline and like something maybe that's well, I mean, you I, know, I, not gay, I, but sir, meet me in the bathroom. These were these were his jokes. You I'm know? gonna say the obvious. <laughs> Harrison Greenbaum stole his act. Harrison oh, he, no, Gre he did not. He's been, I mean, not not literally, but he's basically. And I don't mean he stole, but he's basically been doing the Harrison Greenbaum not gay thing for a while, and it, and and it does work because now Lewis. No, but it's very very different because Harrison. Harrison doesn't do that kind of material where he says he's not gay and then says something, where he's completely gay. No, like but, I'm not it, gay, sir. I'll see you in the bathroom after the show. But his, yeah, he doesn't do that. <laughs> but his but his gimmick, not his gimmick, but he for a while I haven't seen his act in a while, but for a while he was doing his basically playing off the fact that he was perceived as probably being gay. Yeah. Well, in that sense, and he was Now, Lewis, I was going to say, Lewis has blossomed into a more masculine <laughs> aura. Yeah. So I don't think it would work simply because he just doesn't... like. He, he doesn't seem as gay anymore. He doesn't yeah. seem as gay. You know, he, he had right. the blazer and he, had, he really seemed gay. Yeah. My father was convinced he was gay. Yeah. He, my father died Convinced his last Lewis words. Was gay. His last words. It was Schaefer. It's Lewis Schaefer gay. No, it, it was. It was. It wasn't. It was a little more bawdy than that. But uh, it was. <laughs> but but um, the other thing is, is especially to the younger generation, is nobody really cares that much if you're gay or not gay anymore. Oh, they care. No, it's much more fluid. They don't. They don't care in the sense that they don't like them. But no, 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 they, they don't care. Is that but way? It's, it's the idea of a guy that seems gay but is denying he's gay is still kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, that's very funny. That's yeah, that, very, was, very funny. Yeah, like what I, what I thought was funny about it was I, it was folded. It was like yeah. not gay, gay, folded, not gay. The audience is like their brain has exploded. I hope it, when it worked and when I was getting I was getting better at it. I wasn't a very comedian for very long at the time. I'd only started. You didn't start with the not gay act. You started with a regular act. Yeah, because I didn't know. I didn't say this. This, and I morphed into it. Anyway, the point because is. Because people were telling you, Louis, you're gay. It's. It was funny. It was funny. But if I ha because I've gotten more because I had two kids and I've gotten more masculine in a weird kind of way, is that if I have to like pretend that I'm gay in order for that to work, do I have to like shave extra hard? Do I have to? flounce around? Well, you know? And I guess we shouldn't imply that gay men are not masculine. I. I mean, this is this is a. A, a, a minefield, but it, but but now, I want. Let's get to the retrograde ejaculation. <laughs> um, oh God! So this is a real phenomenon. What that, is that? Well, it's a men. They ejaculate backwards into their kidneys. Or something. I don't know. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't. Done why are we bringing that up with Louis Schaefer? And why are we? Why he are you it. interested? Oh, I, Louis Schaefer, you have that, or you're just <sighs> joking? He believes in that. I believe in. I don't even believe in that because I do. I, it's probably what I have. I don't know. I mean, it's been. You mean it's not coming out? 
Is there is there a, like a sucking sound? <laughs> no. Here is the here's what happened to me. I I was very unhealthy five years ago, and I changed my diet completely. And I stopped eating all vegetables, all grains, all. You stopped eating. You're doing the opposite eating. of what they tell you to do. I'm doing basically what Jordan Peterson. And eating all red meat, pretty. Much. I'm eating red meat. I eat only I eat a pound and a half of red meat a day. I eat five to eight to ten eggs a day. I eat fish. And I eat, I drink milk, and I have cheese. And I don't eat any vegetables. And ever since that happened, that's why I think I look pretty good for a man my age. Because of that. And all the problems that I had went away. And some... You still have very high blood pressure. I still have high blood pressure. But that's a that's a symptom. But Lewis Shaver doesn't believe in high... He believes in high blood pressure, but he doesn't think it's an issue. Why? It's not a disease, high blood pressure. It's a, it's either a symptom or it's a mitigating factor for other factors. So, and so everything got better except you developed this retrograde. Including rock hard. I am now... Rock Why hard. are you looking at me when <laughs> you say that? As we speak, you're rock hard. <laughs> you get rock hard. I don't want to. I don't want to say because P- Periol and I have just met for the first time. But uh, um, and she's married, a married woman. Dan, looking at Dan, getting rock hard. Um, so I'm rock hard, and 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 it doesn't it doesn't quite work. The other thing, it's not quite as juicy. <laughs> Why are you talking? Did you not used to get rock hard? I did not know. There was a time I did not get as rock hard as I do now. And now eating a more meat diet, I my testosterone levels are high and I'm rock hard. But you can't come? Well, I mean, let's just call a spade call a, spade. a spade. What a spade. is it? I can I come. I can come, but it's not. I don't know, think anybody was being ambiguous. Yeah, I mean, we, you guys were like. We just wanted to say calm. No, uh, yeah, we were not we being ambiguous. We said ejaculate, retrograde. We're, yeah, we're not being ambiguous. Oh, we're not. We're, what it is with me. Okay, nobody was said, trying to hide what I haven't had a saying. chance to work on any of the jokes. Maybe we can. Maybe Dan and I can work on some jokes that go with this thing. But uh, oh, I know what. When you it, it, when you come, it goes into your bladder, and then you pee it out, and then you pee it out. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, but it doesn't only nothing stuff comes out. It's just not quite the the porn star ejaculation that women. You don't love. get a full helping. <laughs> no, you don't that, get that a full. That we've been trained to, to believe women enjoy. To believe. Oh, they enjoy it. Believe, but I do have. The, I do come very, and I do have a very rock hard. A p- <laughs> Well, uh, this is. Have you take Viagra? <laughs> Ever take any of those pills? I, in the past, I took some Viagra, and this I don't need it now. You believe in Viagra? Vi- Viagra increases the nitrous oxide. I believe in chemicals. Chemicals do things to the body. Okay. I'm not totally. Lewis, are you still taking your? Bl- you- are you still taking your blood pressure meds, or you've abandoned your? Blood I've pressure? abandoned my blood. I might take them again. I don't know. It's uh, the problem. Is this is listen Look, to me, gnome? I just we just want to make clear. That we believe that high blood pressure is a bad thing, yeah. and people should be taking their blood pressure medication as directed. But I will also say this, and remember, I'm not a doctor for the people out there. I'm not a comedian either with this kind of, <laughs> with this kind of show. But, but you're just a rock hard regular guy. I have a. I am so. You could ask Perry. She just met me. A vigor. I'm a vig, vigorous, vigorous, uh, handsome, older, older man. Here's the point about high blood pressure. High blood pressure isn't a disease. Okay? What high blood pressure is, it is it is a, a symptom of other problems that we have. It is possible to be healthy and have super high blood pressure. So it's not a causal thing. It's associated with people doing all sorts of bad things happening to them. But I have high blood pressure, but a theory that I prescribe to is I've got extremely low heart rate. Like athlete heart rate, 
is considered actually a, a, a problem. I've had it been investigated. My heart rate is under 50 consistently. Okay, so I've got high blood pressure of 160, but I've got so together those two numbers mean in my mind it might be a problem, but because I don't trust doctors, I don't think they know what the hell they're doing. I, I need to be proven wrong. So Lewis Schaefer believes because his he believes his low pulse. Uh, Offsets his high blood pressure, which I don't believe uh, is remotely valid. <laughs> um, well, you so can Google that. It's called a double product. If anybody's listening to this, it's called a double product. It's been disproven and also slightly proven. And what happens is with most people, most people, do you know what your blood pressure is? I don't know. No. 110, 120. It's, it's normal. Yeah, but whatever it is. But like most people who have... Who have high blood pressure, they go take pills and they lower their blood pressure, but their their heart rate is high. So if you've got a heart rate that's, let's say, 80 beats a minute and you go to the doctor, the doctor won't say that that's a problem because it's within the range between 60 and uh, and uh, 100. Um, where are you in phrenology? <laughs> <laughs> um, when you see people, oh, you were, I'll answer it seriously. Yeah, I, I, I have a sense that you would have an opinion on this, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's happened today with the shape of people's skulls is because people are not, are not a bre they're mouth breathers, which is one of the worst things you can do. You're breathing air through the lungs. It's not getting filtered by the nose. It's not, your nose regulates your blood pressure. It's basically, when you breathe through the mouth, you're telling the body it's an emergency, like when you're running. Okay, phrenology. So a person, it's not exactly the shape of the people's skulls, but it is a shape of their jawline, is that, is that what happens is when people breathe through the mouth, it affects their jawline, and they become mouth breathers, and they're... You know their intelligence. Well, phrenology is the is the is the shape of the brain. That the, the size of the brain uh, affects the, the shape of the skull. Intel intelligence. Yeah. And this is something that's supposedly debunked, but I've done some reading about it, and there are serious people who say, no, 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 there is some correlation between uh, having a big brain and being smarter. Yeah. Well, have, having a big brain and having a big skull. Like you can look at somebody's skull and say that. that I think so. Yeah. I mean, they I'm have not, a big brain. I'm not it's sure. The human brain has actually gotten smaller, I believe, since. Um, since the Egyptian since, time. Since um, Cro-Magnon. That's not to say that people with small brains can't be geniuses. It just means no, but I think it's hasn't a, the human on average. Hasn't the human brain gotten smaller the human since, brain since Cro-Magnon times? Since Cro-Magnon? Yeah, I, I think, think so. so. Yes. Yeah, I so think. the size is, uh, is, 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 is one factor, but there's also other yeah. factors. That, that, is, that is true. The human brain, since we started to become uh, plant eaters... During the uh, Lewis is bringing it back to plant. Yeah, Lewis is, is Lewis is it is, is that well, you can look up you can look up the Egyptians who were major plant eaters and they were the first peoples that had recognized heart disease that, that wrote about heart disease because they were they ate grain and grain and heart and so Jordan Peterson thinks that oh, this is too much. You know, I, I took a, a riddle in. Um, I'm so I'm so tired from the um, jet lag. Yeah. When did you get back from Greece? Uh, yesterday, my band convinced me. It's Ritalin or Adderall. Wanted to, to take this pill. Is it is it prescription pill? It's a prescription pill. Yeah. But I, you don't have a prescription. No. And um, so should you be talking about this? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, they're going to lock me up. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a pretty interesting um, feeling. Well, yeah, people, on, pe I buzzing. know people that swear by Adderall. They say it really focuses them, unless until it doesn't. But but at least initially, when they're not used to it, it, it had. We it, used to snort that in college before tests to study. Yeah. 
You want to know the truth about that? Is that and I have a ver- I have a very good friend in London who is the founder of three billion dollar companies, super successful man. His name is David Tabazel, brilliant. And he did he was a psychologist and he did research. I don't know whether he's at Harvard or MIT where he tested all the different psychoactive drugs for which ones work. And he said of the thirty that he tested, Ritalin was the best one. It made you feel the best, but also with the least side effects. Right. Not that I'm recommending that on the air, because I don't take any drugs like that. Louis Schaefer, um, so if we... But wait, get, can I interrupt? But you? I just... I just t- Dan. Yeah, go ahead. Because it always becomes like, I want to talk about Louis Schaefer, and it becomes Louis Schaefer's opinion but, on, on, on drugs. But and you want to know something. That's living in the past. This is... I think people are, getting, pa- an, yeah. people are getting an idea of how, how mental Louis Schaefer is from this conversation. But you are right. The brain has gotten smaller. <laughs> so Louis Schaefer, your your future is in England. I thought for sure that when your kids got older, and you were no longer duty bound to stay in England, and and they seem to like America, by the way. Perhaps they would. Well, one likes America very much, and the other one is a little bit like uh, the little one wants to live here forever. He said. He yeah. said how, how old are they? Uh, Nineteen and twenty-one. Now, do they know about your pro-Trump sympathies and everything? They, they don't know. Like, they don't like that, right? You would actually vote for Trump again. Against uh. Biden? I mean, that's not that you, even Democrats would vote for Trump because most Democrats don't want Biden. I, I don't like Trump. I didn't like him when he lived here. I'm not a Trump person. I'm not a handgun person. You know what I mean? I'm not one of those I know, people. I know that. I know that. We're, we are the, no, we're the same people. Basically, me, you, and Dan, and you know what I mean? Don't lump me in with you guys. Well, I am, a, I am a middle class New York Jew from Great Neck, and I'm incre- incredibly left wing orientation. This country, this country needed Donald Trump. Does do they need him now? No, it's time. We've got other choices that are available. So when you say this country needed him, I mean I would say that if he had made good on a lot of what he said, yes, we we did need him. But he didn't make good on almost anything that he said. I don't know if that's true. That guy's a comp- well. I mean, he, he he didn't make good on a lot of what he said. And um, and he also put the country through tremendous turmoil for four years. Now, now to be fair, some of that was reacting to this Russia thing, which was you know a lie. By all, yeah, by yeah, by all indications, was a lie. So, and and I'll tell you this, you know, sometimes I I, I you know I had I had something going on personally. I've, I've I've made a comment like this before, but it's every so often I have something personal, like a personal thing I'm dealing with at work. Yeah. And where, where, I, where I think somebody's like treating me wrongly, very unfairly, taking advantage of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something, it possesses me. And it makes it very, very hard for me to focus on anything else, to relax, to, to, uh, to, mm. to do my job well. And I, and I do have some sympathy for the idea that Trump, being falsely accused all that time of being like an agent for Putin... And having them trying to get him, like, this possessed him in a way, mm. which was human. Like, you know, it's very difficult to to give anything human to somebody you despise like Trump. But there was something to that. Like, I felt that way about Kavanaugh when they were accusing him of being a gang rapist, mm. and it was it was just totally untrue, right? And the guy fucking flipped his lid and they, you know, and, and, and said, aha, now he doesn't have the disposition 
to be. Uh, you try being called a gang rapist yeah. on television in front of the whole world. You can't win either way uh, um, in this situation. You know what? Though? People, These people, people are snap, so you know? disgusting. But having said yeah. that, he, but he, but he was he he. He put the country through a... I mean, the January 6th thing was just, just no, crazy. No, no. I mean, I these people are appalling. They're just horrible for... I mean, for so many reasons. Why did we need Trump? Wasn't there, like, some other person who actually deserved to be there who wasn't just, like, like a petulant child? No, no. We needed a petulant child. We needed someone to go in and to say, you know, we had... This country is a disaster. It isn't a disaster. Uh, a yes, disaster. it is. It's not a disaster. You know what this your son said what to he me? Say? He was absolutely apoplectic at the state of New York. He said, I cannot believe... <laughs> well, that's not Trump. The le- no, 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 it's not. It's had not. A, New York's had 100 years of Democratic... Uh, it's not. Uh, but, for Giuliani. But New York's a mess, too. The city's a, a, a shit show. And so what did, what did, well, who said this, Carnegie or Columbus? The younger one. Columbus. Col- Listen, Col- I just got back from Greece. Which, which, yeah. No, no, I, the, I, the, the tall one is the, is the younger one. Yeah. I, hold yeah. On. I was talking to people in Greece. I said, how often do you work? They say, we work 10, 12 hours a day, sometimes seven days a week. How much money do you make? $800 a month. Hmm. Now, certain costs of living are cheaper there. But a lot of items just have a world price. I mean, that, you know, certain things cost what they cost in dollars, even when you make $800 a month. Americans have so little perspective on how mm. fucking lucky we are in this country because we focus on emotional issues. Um, the country, you know, does have its problems, but the country is not horrible. It's just not. The country We're going through is a bad in a very dark The country is very place. divided. I've lived in a lot of different places in this world, and so that's not lost on me. And I'm not taking those freedoms and well, now with women lack thereof for granted. Actually, I want to hear Louisa Schaefer's opinion on 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 Roe v. Wade because that is that is something I've never, literally, never discussed. I've discussed all this other shit with Louis, meat eating, his blood pressure, how uh, all the other things. I have never discussed abortion with Louis Schaefer. (laughs) Never came. I think it's pretty predictable. Well, what would you yeah. predict his opinion what is? He believes a fetus is alive at, at, at conception. That doesn't mean what your opinion is going to be about abortion, though. Well, let's, let's find out. Drum roll, please. <laughs> what I think is, and I, what I think is we have a system that's out there that the goal is is to, is to enable women. We've got, we've got a two a divided mindset. On one hand, we want, we want women to work because it helps our economy. And, and women getting pregnant is bad for working. On the other, and it, on the, so we need women to be able to have abortions, to be able to stop working, if they want to, if that, to be able to continue to work. On the other hand, our population is going through the floor, literally going through the floor. This is not my opinion. Our native population. I mean, our, 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 our world population. Even with, even with immigration, we're, we're, we're struggling to keep above okay. two, two point. Most of the countries in the world are behind, below replacement Worse values. America, yeah. yeah. And China is eliminated abortion because they want, because they've come out and said, we want, our, we, want we need more people. Okay? Yeah. So, so the what big. What you're describing is fascist. Right. So it's. it's what but, you're saying is that I don't care whether it's alive or not. I think women shouldn't be allowed to have an abortion because we need the people. Yeah, that's what China is saying, yeah, that's, and that's what this... But that's not that's what Louis what, Schaefer is saying. But that's not what I'm saying. So we'll say what you're saying. What I'm saying is I'd like the 200 pounds back <laughs> that I spent on get, getting that girl to have an abortion back in 19... Are you, are you, you favor abortion? 
And I, I think in the current system that we have, I'm in favor of abortion. Okay. Okay. But do do I think it's a horrible thing as a person who's had an abortion? Okay. Who's, who's, who's impregnated a woman who had an abortion. Right. Who was asked to pay for it and every single it's day. Anti, I mean, A-N-T-E, retrograde. Yeah, yeah, before it, yeah. when it was capable. But every single day, I think about that child. Okay? And as a man. And so I can understand how women, okay, are very, what's the word? Well, you're very conflicted about it. Okay? Well, not Periel. Not Periel. So I, I tell that so, you know you don't remember. Right. I, don't 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 do that. Don't don't put words in. You're not my conflicted mouth, about the right to abortion. I'm not conflicted. Well, there's a difference about between being conflicted about the right to an abortion and being conflicted when the time comes to make a decision for themselves to have an abortion. Right. I don't think she's conflicted. I, I don't mean that as an insult. I don't don't. But uh, you know, I, but did, I did I wait, can I just make myself clear on this subject because I've never, I haven't had a chance quick, to think quick, of it. Quick, 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 because that's all we think about here. Yeah, I, yeah. is I think. Is I think what happened was right, that the states should have decided on this back in 1970, whenever it was. That's done. what Ruth Bader Ginsburg right? said, yeah. Right, the states, because it was like you've got two, you've got three children, right? Okay. And, 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 a, and one I raised that's not, not my biological child. Okay, four, yeah. four. Okay. Two children are fighting and they're going to work it out. But you come in and you say, no, that truck belongs to Roger and not this, whatever it is. Okay. And. And suddenly, it's like the one who has the kid, the one who has the toy, has the toy, they're happy. Yeah. The one who doesn't have the toy is unhappy. So I, is, I, you don't know, I did a lot of thinking about abortion. And I, but, I, I, but, I ran that's, but that's the issue. The issue yeah. is... I, I ran this by Dershowitz, and then yeah. I ran on this show, and then I ran it by Neil Katyal. Uh, this is my theory that in the first, essentially it's the first two months, as I do more research about it, it's, it becomes very difficult to... Um, to see uh, the right, the, the pro-life movement as anything but religious. I think prior to heartbeat and brainwaves, brainwaves is the big one, and, and the feeling of pain. Um, Th those who say that life begins on conception are, 100% of those people are probably religious. Almost 100%, yeah. I mean, I don't think any... See, you're looking at it, you're looking so, at so it. Wait, so wait, so I actually think that uh, the, 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 the court, I don't think they argued this, I think the court could decide that the, the woman has a right to choose in the first two months. Based on the Establishment Clause. Based on the Establishment Clause. And um, so I, I said this to Neil Katyal, and he was so taken with it. He wrote me an email. Well, I tweeted that. By the way, I tweeted that. He, Before he, you think that you're the only one, I said, do, does everybody that believes that life begins upon conception do so for religious reasons? And if so, is there an Establishment Clause issue? Go okay, ahead. So good. So anyway, and he, he suggested that I write an op-ed. Because Noam thinks he's the only one that has these thoughts. Go ahead. Well, actually, I, I, I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I, but I, I, I thought the whole thing through. There's an intermediate scrutiny. The establishment cause, by the way, yeah. means that you, yeah. the government has no right to establish a religion. So if everybody that supports abortion, I'd rather everybody that believes that life begins upon conception, abortion should be illegal yeah. from the moment of conception, is doing so for religious reasons. Is that an establishment of religion? Yeah. But I would say that uh, once there is brain activity and the fetus can feel pain, I think you're. I think you're right. I think it's something in a democracy that people have to decide as a democratic. But the process. Had the wow! Supreme, had the Supreme, wow! What about had the Supreme Court done what you're suggesting? And, and, and I mean, I, I wish they hadn't overruled it. I don't like. I, I'll take the expediency. But if you if you had like, I mean, one thing we've noticed through this whole Roe versus Wade thing is that very few people have written articles defending Roe versus Wade. 
They just they essentially complain, so, complain about the results. So, so Wait, me, no, can I just ask you, if the Supreme Court had decided to go that route, the Supreme Court said in Roe v. Wade, up to three months, you'd have a right to an abortion. What date would, should they have chosen? Because you're still running into the same problem. They should have chosen the um, best estimate of when um, brain activity and pain is felt. Okay, and what about what about all of these mitigating factors that come into play, right? Because there are a lot of them. And for example, like what? Um, rape, incest. You know, Perry, the I, 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 wait, wait, wait. Well, no. I'm going to answer you. Wait, first but I'm all, not finished. First of all, but that, I'm not finished. But, well, just take a pause there for a second. Because there's something that always bothers me about this. We've talked many times about abortion. We talk about what about the seventh month, eighth month. And you always say to me, there's so few abortions. That's true. Right. How much rape and incest abortions are there? Like, a, like a, a lot, actually. Uh, no, there's not a no, lot. No, no, no. Actually, there are. And incest in fact, abortions? There, and in fact, there was just a case very recently of the 10 year old girl yeah, who that, was that actually, raped. If you're right about that, they actually think it might not have happened. But there, there are. There what, are. What, what do you mean? It, no, I haven't. The read Washington that. Post did a fact check on that story. Nobody. Well, could there were two. It. There were two stories. There was but one that there I was the child in, abuse pediatrician. The but there are a certain number of abortions of people, young children. Of course, there are. Um, and there's a certain number of late-term abortions. There's okay, a, but, but, it's a but very those, tiny number. Yes, that's right. But what bugs me about you is that I'm fine discussing the tiny numbers. But if you're going to discuss the tiny numbers, then you also have to answer the question on tiny numbers on the other side. Which you refuse to do. No, I don't. I think that a woman should be in charge of making decisions about her own body. Full fucking stop. Right. But that's not a legal argument. Well, I'm not an attorney, know, so but, I'm but, comfortable but the, but with but that. The, um, when you have a fetus that feels pain, let's say let's say we all, we all stipulate it feels pain, um, to say that... A concept that, that as a legal matter, judges that, that and in democracy we can't say, well, it feels pain, so we're going to make laws about this. I mean, that's just that's your opinion. It's just not a legal argument. I mean, I get it; you can have that opinion, but I don't see how a Supreme Court justice. I mean, given can, the fact can, that the Supreme Court justices I, who have overturned Roe v. Wade are like completely religious, I don't really think that's that reasonable, and that's the basis on which they overturned it. Uh, like, you're not, you're not, um, we, we need to move on, because this is, this is nonsense. Well, we're almost done now, but Why no, is that uh, nonsense? Because it's not the basis on which they overturned it. Is that not true? Are they not religious? I are don't they, know if they're religious or not, but it's, well, not, it's not the basis on which they overturned so, it. Yeah, that is, they think that abortion is wrong. Well, it probably, based, and it, it might well have entered into their it may not have been the reason that they stipulated the opinion, but that doesn't mean it didn't influence them. Of course they, it did. They, in other words, these people are pro-life. I don't, we have no idea. We what, don't know, we but, we, 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 but we but know that many pro-lifers are religious. And Yes, we do, but the point is that the, 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 the legal reasoning of, uh, like, Akil Amar and, you know, um, and these very various liberal law professors have also, everybody knows Roe versus Wade was a bullshit decision. You went to law school. It was almost uniformly considered a bullshit decision. Yeah, I, mean, we never not, I don't think we discussed it back then, but it was a while ago. I'm with Noam. Plenty of non-religious people, plenty yeah. of pro-life people have said pro Roe versus Wade. Pro-choice. Yeah. pro-choice people have said Roe versus Wade doesn't hold up. They literally made it up. We need to get Dershowitz on here. He agrees. No, it's a political He, he on our show, he said that Roe versus Wade wasn't right. But he also right. said that precedent... Should take precedence. He said, "What what he said was that they could, they could, they could uh, dial it back to the Mississippi law, which was 14 weeks." And he said, "And they should wait." There's no, there was no, there was no um, live case or controversy about 
uh, that entitled them to overturn Roe versus Wade. That was his and opinion. S- and but he also feels the precedent should be respected. And six no, weeks is that. outrageous. He said he had, six weeks. I mean, that is eight just weeks. Eight no, no, no. Six weeks. That that the Ohio case. There were two little no, the, girls. The, with Mississippi law, that the, the Dobbs case was fourteen weeks. Yes, yeah. but I'm talking about in many states now. It's six weeks. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's and see I don't how, appreciate being called. I mean, don't dismiss what I'm saying is nonsense, especially when it's not. Well, Ariel, he believes it, it to be nonsense. It is and, not. I'll tell you what. Nonsense. I'm being. But you certainly have a right to. I'm trying to rile you up, obviously. But well, it's working because if we're going to discuss. Roe versus Wade, we're discussing the law. If you want to discuss what you think abortion policy should be, that's fine. You can say all those things. Okay. But but judges have to be judged on whether or not their rationale holds up to a, to a kind of scrutiny based on the Constitution. And that's an analysis which basically you ought to say, you know what? I don't fucking know whether Roe versus Wade was right or not. How do I know? I'm not a lawyer. I never read those decisions. That's what that's what many people should say. Rather than saying Roe versus Wade was correct, they don't know whether it was correct or not. That, I, I, I can give you any decision of something you agree with. Oh, that's a correct decision. That's not the way it works. That's not what I said, though. What I said was is that the ju- the Supreme Court judges that overturned Roe v. Wade did so because they're Christian pro-lifers. They're well, pro-life. You know, what's, what's because your evidence I've for that? read about it. Oh. Hold on. Can I just well, move this. on? We're almost. Yeah. I want to say this. I have to go. Play. Is that is that the uh, at the end of the day? This riddle is getting is, me agitated. This yeah. is this is not the this is not what we should be discussing. We should be discussing why we feel the need for women to have for one group of people to be given a clear path to work. Why is working so important? And who benefits from women working? And the, 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 the not why is there a culture of women being independent and working they, at the they, expense they work. at the expense I know that no, but they it's not that they wanna work. No, they it's wanna the, work. It's they, it's they What some, are we like cattle? What kind of a crazy point is this? I mean because, nobody talks about men like this. Because nobody wants to work. Well, no, no, no. two things. First of all, just just so you know, if I if I would vote on an abortion policy in New York, I would be pro choice. I mean, just to be very clear. That's and not, and you want to pro choice up to which I, month? Uh, nine, ten. No, not nine months. Okay, definitely not. Is that is uh, that I'm I'm with you. Up, I would be until, I would be pro-choice too. Up until but who benefits? Pain. Who benefits okay. from from an abortion policy? Who benefits from women working? The richest people. It doubles the workplace. It destroys family. It creates independence, and it's leading to the death of the humans on this planet. Not by by abortion, but by people are not having children. So well, you know, a, Lewis does say something that I, I have to go, but that, that I, I that does has come into my mind. Like a lot of jobs are wonderful. Comedians have jobs. A lot of people have not a lot. There's a certain percentage of jobs that people would do for free. Are we almost and 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 if you work at the comedy cell, you pretty much are. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm but kidding. most <laughs> jobs, most jobs are not like that. Yeah, they're and, horrible. And and I, and most times people look forward to the weekend, and it and it and it has struck me as like pulled the wool over our eyes that so many women and men, by the way, but so many women feel that they're going to get more satisfaction out of life by doing these shitty jobs that are meaningless. Yeah, than the natural beautiful gratification of raising a family. Now, it's true. You can't, you can't stay home all day long. You go crazy. Maybe yeah. want to just get out of that. Maybe part of the reason to have a job is just to get out of the house. But in general, 
I, I do I do think of that. Like if, if I had to work the jobs that many people who work for me have to do, I would totally stay home and raise the kids. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Like like I would like to, to have to get up and go to work and, and you know and do that. Like like when you're younger, you wait tables, it's really your social life. It's not really the work. It's because you want to but once you get older and that's like what and or, or working like oh, there's, oh, there's a million jobs that people do like why would they want to do these jobs when they can be home with their beautiful kids and the powers that, that. Be, and the powers that be whoever they are without being a conspiracy theory well part of the reason is 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 they want independence they don't want to be dependent and feel dependent well, but, finish your thought the powers that be the powers that the powers that be are are basically controlling the, the i believe as a father with two children that women are happier when they're taking care of children. I mean, yes, they want choice to go do other things, but having children is a beautiful thing. You can be happy without children, but what they're doing is nobody wants to kill children. Nobody wants to kill fetuses. Nobody wants to abort a baby. Okay, nobody wants to abort a fe- whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. I worry there's a lot of social pressure. Listen, you would think just naturally, evolutionarily, that you'd be right that that since women have the children, that they would be overpowered with the urge to raise them. When you see a a dog that has puppies, mm. you try to get anywhere near those puppies. The mother is yeah. totally possessed with the with the fulfillment of of raising those puppies. Right. So women have these same instincts. So you would think naturally that that would be the case. However, there's a lot of social pressures. That um, countervail, and I and I worry, you know, maybe make women feel. I don't know, Perry, if you if you experienced. I mean, this, this I for I mean, it's just so beyond. It's like I, first of all, like, listen, was, you're pursuing careers that you like. You're pursuing comedy and stuff like that. You're in the first category. That has nothing about. to do with first of all, women get abortions for all sorts of. No, no, reasons. we're talking about abortion. Now. He, what he's saying is that that there's something kind of gone wrong in a society where so many women prefer work. To raise but we are talking about abortion because Lewis is implying that if our culture were different, there'd be less of a you and a cry to have abortions. But you know right. what the thing yep. is okay. that's so problematic here is that nobody has these conversations about men. Like, why can't women want to have children or not and also want to have a I career? S- I said, I said, you about said men that, too, but, yeah. but the difference is that women have the children. Right. So it's really, so and so the onus, most of it usually, is on us yeah. to do most of the work, right. while you guys get to go out and well, gallivant. Remember, Camille Paglia said, that yes. nature is an oppressor." That's what she said. It's not men who are the oppressor; nature is the oppressor. And as we've discussed many times, you know, I was never planning on having kids or any of those things, and my career really did. Who has to go out and do the hand-to-hand combat to fight wars? Men, is that oppression against men? I mean, probably. Of course, it's not because only men can do that. No, but I don't think that that's true. Oh, come on, come on! Don't be ridiculous now. I'm not being ridiculous. Why is only men can do hand-to-hand combat? You know, the only reason men need to do that is because other men of other men. So it's kind of like it's what wars. In fact, I just saw that that, that there were more wars in Great Britain when there were female heads of state than. uh, I mean, war is part of the human. The, the Holocaust. I mean, whatever it is, when 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 uh, when when a Jewish man had to defend his family. The point is that there are things that men do that fall on men because of their size and strength. It's not. But a many of those things are only because other men 
make them do it. For whatever no. reason. No. But anyway. Like with me, Dan, I took care of the kids. And uh, did I get any respect for it? No. Because Listen, I would love to. You know, I'd love to stay, take care of my kids. I, yeah. I don't even want to work. I want to stay home with my kids. Yeah. Well, I don't but have kids and I don't want to work either. But we can't do that. Um, I I, I'd love to know what Nicole thinks about this. But I know She's that sleeping. she. Uh, <laughs> She's definitely not sleeping. Uh, my, my sense is that Nicole is just shaking her head. And this has been correct. for the past this, 20 minutes. This abortion but conversation. I can't see her behind me. Before. People have to understand, as, as Akhil Amar said on that Barry Weiss podcast, everybody should listen to that interview. You should, I've said it to you like six times. I know you won't listen to it very well. But he said uh, essentially. I don't like you pick fights with me over email. He said that um, he was re- responding specifically to Brett Stevens' column about abortion, but, he, but he's speaking generally too. He said that, you know, Brett Stevens is not burdened, he says, not burdened with a legal education. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's true that when, when you've had a legal education, you understand that there's specific analysis that has to go on by the Supreme Court justices that that they take an oath to do. And right, I don't that can lead to that. decisions which um, you, which are really upsetting. But I, I don't believe the Supreme Court just I, I believe that they were hoping to uh, chomping at the bit to overturn Roe yeah. from the get go. And, and they were sort of legislating from the bench, as was the ju- the 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 Supreme Court judges that enacted Roe. Well, they were both. Okay, legislating so I, from I, the I bench. have something to say about that. We got to go. So you're, you're touching on an interesting issue, which is that when somebody has a stake in something like they they believe that life begins at conception, they're religious or whatever it is that you can use that to attack their reasoning. This is, a, a, I think, a, a deeply flawed logic. The fact is that, yes... Well, I'd have to read the opinion and see on. if their reasoning holds hold on, up. Hold on, but hold on. The fact is that, yes, somebody's uh, bias can lead them to whatever it is. But in the end... Okay, Martin Luther King... But, but, but no, well, hold on. Martin Luther King cared deeply about his people, right? Martin Luther King, Luther King was a black man. That is not an attack on Martin Luther King's arguments about civil rights. But no, here's the difference. The Supreme Court had the option to just to, to believe that Roe was wrongly decided, but to decide to uphold precedent. No, they, they can't, they, they can't they, do that. Yeah, well, they do it all the time. No, they can't. Precedent has importance, they, 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 well, too. We, they've been through this, uh, what, what, what the start decides and what type of precedents are, are to be overturned. But when you're dealing with something as serious as murder... Where you have, where you have um, majorities in states believe that murder is going on, and some states going to six months, seven months. Supreme Court, if they agree that this might be murder, they're going to say to themselves, "Listen, I'm not, I'm not standing by. It's like Dred Scott. You can stand by Dred Scott. You can stand by, you can stand by Plessy versus Ferguson. That kind of." But don't they believe the reason that people the reason people didn't stand by president on Dred Scott or stand by because people understood that this was too serious. If this decision is wrong, we don't stand on precedent on decisions that could be that serious. And they turned this issue over to democracy. Mm. That's what they did. But don't they believe it's murder based on their religious beliefs? No, they believe I'm coming. They they believe that, well, they, they might personally believe that. It's right, and that's the, what I'm but, saying. But, but they believe, and I believe they're on strong ground, that the Constitution is silent on the issue of abortion. And what about the issue of capital punishment? How come most of the people who don't believe in abortion are really proponents of capital punishment? I don't know if that's true or not. It is but true. The, it's, you, don't, you don't know that that's true, but the reason it would be true is because they're... 
there's no conflict between thinking that murderers should be executed and innocent lives should be saved. I don't, I don't, what, I don't even understand what, why. I thought we were just against murder, quote unquote. It's not murder when, when you kill a, uh, that's not considered murder. Well, given the... F- murder is the unlawful taking of a life. So... The, the immoral taking of a life. Okay, thank you, everybody. Noam has to go. <laughs> Unfortunately, we do, have to, uh, we do have to end because Noam has to play music. It is music night as we have every Monday night. Uh, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, is, there's music at the Olive Tree Cafe. If you live in New York, please come by. We have music and, of course, our, uh, our, 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 our uh, menu, our Olive Tree menu... Uh, which uh, which features um, wonderful dishes from the Middle East as well as American bistro style fare. Can we I thank- can I say something to you, Dave? Yes, I love you, and I've loved you since I met you. Okay, thank you, Louis. Unfortunately, say. I have no love to give. But rest <laughs> assured, if I had any to give, I would come your way. All right, you know I don't want, I don't need that kind of love, but I take the love, and and I want to say thank you to. I was going to say thank you to Noam. He had to run out. He had to run out, but we thank Noam Dorman, proprietor of the Comedy Cellar. And I want to thank, can I thank Periel, too, who, who, I, uh, who is, I'm quite fond of. Everybody likes Periel, even, even, even if they even, disagree with her vehemently or but vehemently. You know what? It's, it's the passion that I like. I like the passion. I, think, I don't even think she's wrong. I think they're a bigger, this abortion no, thing, is that they're a bigger, it's a bigger... Okay, just to summarize Lewis' beliefs on abortion, he believes it's culture. We live in a culture where women are encouraged to work, and, 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 and that's part of the reason why so many people are pro-choice. I don't know if that holds any water, but that is, seems to be what Lewis believes. <laughs> it's, I think it's also that they don't, want, they don't want more children. They think there's enough children, and they, and any, and, and they don't need to raise children in any, in any Western country. They're being raised for us. They just can import them fully formed from some other country. Uh, again, I, I don't know what Nicole is singing, but my guess is she's singing, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> um, but I accept him warts and all. I always have. Again, uh, thank you. Periel Ashenbrand, uh, Gnome's Foil, and, uh, <laughs> and, and that's half the fun, I think. Louis Schaefer. Um, how, 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 is a, how are you as a, It's... I mean, Gnome is such a personality. I'm, I'm ra- yeah, yeah. He's such a he's such a personality. I mean, it's like he, he um, the battle with Gnome over ideas, and he's just like his father in many many ways. Well, he's quite like his father. He's quite like his father. Um, he's a he's very strong. Okay, sorry for interrupting you, Dan. And I don't think I gave you enough uh, paid enough attention to you during this show. Rogel just texted me. He said, "I haven't seen Lewis in years, and after five minutes, I had enough." <laughs> um, in any case, <laughs> Rogel is very, very, anybody that he even remotely sm- has even the slightest whiff of being a Trump supporter, even if they're not, uh, Rogel has no tolerance for that. Thank you, everybody. Uh, podcast at ComedyCellar.com. Comments and suggestions and constructive criticism are welcome. Or just say hello. Once again, we thank our magician of audio. From the great city of Binghamton, New York, home of the Binghamton Chickpeas. I don't know what's your local team there. Well, uh, it was the B Sens. Well, that was our hockey team. B Sens. And B Mets. Now they're the Rumble Ponies. Home of the Rumble Ponies. <laughs> That's also, amazing. Nicole. Also, Rod Serling, I believe, grew up there from um, the Twilight Zone. Uh, I'm not what sure. What river is it on, Dan Adam? The Binghamton? No, the Susquehanna. Am I right? Yes. 
Louis Schaefer knows everything. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time on Live from the Table.